what topic do you want to touch on today? Or do you just want to dive into just anything? I um I updated it and it's got the some article that I saw on Twitter about money in football and everyone trying to look bougie and spending money they don't have. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind starting on that, but if you want to, you can just fucking just 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 talking it. This is what your soul needs. You're a showstopper, then show me. I know about waving with a the man, them, and I know anxious, feeling a little lonely. Galabell me, Galaphone me, is it? telling me that she feel lonely. But tell the truth, I'm in the booth pushing keys, same way, heady push crony. She's an elegant black swan, so when I see her, I'm giving her that real free phony. So many man What, we doing the intro or what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well, yeah, go ahead. The intro with every, with every fucking every fucking podcast got to start off with an intro. True, true, true. Uh, how, we, <laughs> how, how we did? How we did? <laughs> <laughs> my name's Dan, my name's <laughs> <laughs> Nah, um, so boom. It is, it is all in, all out, you know. Emil from Manchester, have my guy Dan. Say, have you got to say, it's a podcast, bro? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You you do the intro, cause cause you're. We'll, we'll just we'll just um, just see, just just talk and see what happens with the intro, and then we can edit it out if it needs to be edited out. All right, fair enough. Alright, so boom, this is the All In All Out podcast, episode one, with yes, me, sir. myself, Daniel, and Emil, out here, B. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. See, something like that, come on. What have you been saying now? Yeah. It's been alright, man, been alright, just um, I'm working from home every day, so that it fills up my day every day, um, mm. and then aside from that, it's been trying to keep active. I was in the first first few weeks of it. Actually, when I was back in London, I, I wasn't really doing much exercise. But since I moved back home, it's been a lot of you know every day. At least I tr- I try and do a bit of exercise every day, whether it's a little workout or if it's going for a run um, mm. or going on a bike ride. You know, the weather's been nice recently, so bike rides have been my real go-to and yeah. been enjoying them, man. Like, yeah? Where the weather's looking for the next couple of days or the last few days as well, it's just it's just mad. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's dead when, when the weather's not good. It's it's pretty tough because, you know, you're locked down, you're staying in, and it's gloomy outside, so... But... You know, this Black Lives Matter stuff and everything that, that's been going on has been keeping keeping me in the loop as well. Like, mentally, I've been trying to learn new shit on black history and stuff, so. It's all crazy. And it's yeah. just like, like, everyone's got their own, own opinions, but mm. it's hard to it's hard to listen to everyone and it's hard to... Yeah, exactly, exactly. How's, how's your take on it? Because, like... For me, like growing up, I can't say that I like really experienced like a lot of racism or like racist abuse. Like obviously you get the banner as a kid and you know, like as you I was growing up I wasn't like I was maybe one of 
three black kids at my primary school and then in my secondary school yeah so how how is it for you like how do you relate to all this like systemic racism shit and well because obviously i didn't really see it as a kid like primary school only only black kid in in like the whole school maybe me my sister yeah and then a couple others but like football wise sunday league but i was only black guy Mm. but i never saw it like i just just you just don't see these things as a kid and then you grow up yeah especially like when you're when you're trying to go into the work workforce and that Mm. obviously me having a white name yeah yeah they they the way they look at the CV and they'll be like yeah this is this is this is hard this is decent and yeah. Williams definitely a white boy <laughs> and then I turn up and I'm like mm 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 <laughs> then like, mm, I don't even know about this one but but yeah I see it like you see it you see it every day but we just I mean most people just don't pay attention to it or don't let it bother them yeah, because. True. Even even when we were playing football, all the fucking managers and and backroom staff and everything, the black kids are always the they're always the troublemakers or yeah, they've got yeah. and shit. But then if it's a if it's a white boy doing the same shit, then he's a good leader and he's he's this that. So that's true. That's still, true. That's see true. it. Like, mm. I imagine if a if a if a white if a white boy is is saying is screaming at everyone and, and directing orders or like complaining, he's a leader. But if if a black boy is doing it, he's complaining, he's he's moaning, he's a diva. Shit like that is just Yeah. Yeah. It's just what we have to what we have to go through. And I don't think anyone notices until no one noticed until all of this, but there's still people that still don't even notice that there's shit like this going on. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. And like now that I reflect back on it and I'm like right this is how like this shit used to pan out and I, I i never used to think it was like you know sometimes it will come into my head and think oh maybe it's because of my race or like maybe it's it's because of you know like like racial stuff that is why the coaches treat us like that but you know i i, I thought to myself i'd block it out and think you know rather than just use race and use the race card as they say it was more like look into myself and be like, right, am I doing something wrong or am I am I not acting how I'm supposed to act or but it's yeah, like you have to it's like when we were growing up we had to like hide who we were. Yeah. In. Like yeah. you know everyone says it but like when we were growing up being African was not cool. Skeppy said it in uh what's that tune? Oh, Jewel, my yeah. people, they, they. that yeah. one. Um, and it's true. Like everyone wants to say, "Oh, you're Jamaican or that," because all you see when you're Africa, or all you see of Africa is kids with yeah. fly faces. Exactly, bro. See, is people not 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 having water? So yeah. Yeah. we had to like hide who we were, yeah. just to be accepted. And it's and it's mad, but people will never like. I'm not saying white people in general, but there's bare people out there that will just say, mm. no, that's not true. Or, or no, that's not what it's like. And yeah. we're all accepting. But deep yeah. down, when you look back at it, yeah. 
No, it's facts, man. I remember like when I came back from Cameroon one time, I was in secondary school, and I was like trying to tell my friends about like how Cameroon is and like what it's like, and they Nobody were like, think "Oh, it's famine and and yeah, and no dirty water." Like, it's yeah, nonsense. that's all they think. They don't know. They didn't know nothing about like the culture, like the markets, all of them. Like those interesting like little um, nuances of the culture and and now it's in now it's like that's cool like i love that rural shit but before like it wasn't you weren't on that same wave so i don't it, it was tough growing up for me as well because i was i'm dark so that mm-hmm. that also like the, the colorism thing that's going around like people people didn't even realize the shit that they were saying was was hurtful was like mad. Was yeah mad. Blick, blick this yeah blick. <laughs> bro that shit is hard and I think, like, obviously society has, has like, made the lighter skin people seem, I don't know, they, obviously because, yeah, because they're closer to white. So, obviously, I think, you know, that plays a part in how they perceive them. And it's like, because you're closer to white, you're prettier or you're, you're I don't know, more accepted. But then the darker you get, it's like, bruh. And I, bro, I, personally, when I was younger, I was like, bruh, I actually... I want to be light skinned, like I wanted to be. Yeah. That. Even even if you're not dark, bruv, like mm. yeah, everyone's saying blicky this, blicky that. Imagine me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my lips are big, but, mm. but they're not, they're not like massive, but my lips are big. Yeah. So every day is like, oh, bubble lips and drop lip this, drop lip that. And, is it? And that, like, like, even, even recently, like a couple years ago, mm. working in schools. I went to a, I went to one Asian school, mm. and the kids are all whispering, whispering, mm. and I'm like, all right, so what are you lot whispering about? And they wouldn't tell me. And then one of them was like, oh, one one little girl was like, they're all saying, how do you how do you talk? Your lips are so big. Bruh. I'm like, where do you like, like, where do you get this from? Where do you learn? Yeah, yeah. and it's like, and it, it's mad how. Black culture becomes a trend because mm. because mm-hmm. back then I was getting I was getting not bullied but like I was getting laughed at for having big lips but now all these all these girls want to have lip fillers and yeah yeah and big backs and yeah like that it doesn't make sense to how you can I, I don't know yeah and that, I, I, and that relates to uh, there's been posts circul- circulating around like how they try and steal from our culture and steal from our just a lot of our different um i, I wonder, uh, how do you, how would you say like artifacts or mm-hmm. little, little pieces of our of what makes us who we are and you know they want to they want to use that and they want to put it into their own they want to profit off it but like yeah, even... they want to they want to profit off it definitely even when Zara, have you seen the Zara like Af kind of um, like native attire patterns? Mm. Zara. What have they got? Like, like they had um, tracksuits, they had dresses, they had everything native looking. With all like the African patterns and shit. Yeah. Bruv. So that like, they they'll 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 mooch off of the culture. They'll they'll try and. And take this, take that from the culture. But yeah, Zara, how many black people do you see working? Yeah, exactly. It's all them white guys or Portuguese, Spanish-looking people. Exactly. And then, it, and then if you go higher, mm. how many people were there? I right. Don't know for a fact, but like it's yeah. still. 
nah, definitely. That's a fair point, bro. Like, all of these companies, are they recruiting in, in their authoritative positions? Are they recruiting black people? And I, I doubt it, bro, because... I need to highly doubt it. Yeah. They don't perceive, they don't see us as, you know, people who can who can occupy those spaces. They see us as, like, little tools who they can just use and profit off. And it's it's a shame, man. It's a big shame. Yeah, they're everywhere. And mm. then... And then, and then they'll post on Instagram, Black Lives Matter, but... Yeah, exactly, exactly. People in your company. Yeah, you'll see a lot of brands use it because it's just jumping on the bandwagon, isn't it? And and trying to show that you're for the cause, and but you're not really about it. A lot of them, like, put your money where your mouth is, really, isn't it? And it's just, like, social pressures. Like, I don't think people should have said, oh, this brand and this brand is quiet, or so-and-so mm. is quiet, yeah. which, Forcing people to have an opinion when their opinion is not really not really needed. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Um, how do you feel about like certain? Because we do tend to look at a lot of these like you know um, icons or people who are who are inspirational in, in our culture um, as people to go to when it comes to matters like this. But I don't think like I feel like we shouldn't do that as a whole in society. Like, like Virgil came out and was, was making statements on, mm. on the riots and stuff like that. And people are kind of canceling them now. Um, other people like, I, I guess there's a lot of pressure on people like Kanye West now as well. Like, like what's he doing or, or how's he contributing? And we all, like, we all look to pick out at these, these icons, but like, what are we doing ourselves as well? I think that's that's important for us to recognize. But how do you feel about the way, like, um, you know, you know, you know what they were saying about Virgil about because he donated like fifty dollars to the black. Two <laughs> Virgils, yeah. I'm a <laughs> yeah. Every man's been onto him, but I don't know. Like, we don't really need these people to say something, but at yeah. least yeah. it's a. It's a bigger voice than yeah yeah because they do have a big voice yeah like it's it's a bigger voice which brings more attention yeah but still everyone wants more so if Virgil donated fifty which mm. is which is nothing to him mm-hmm. even if he donated fifty thousand they'll be like oh that's nothing why don't you donate mm. sixty thousand why don't you donate seventy thousand yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's always the case isn't it it's always I think we do- we need a leader when it comes to this stuff, but I don't think these celebrities mm. like can be our leaders because they're not really in the real world. If they get stopped by the police, mm. right? They're not, they're not going to go through all of that. Exactly. exactly. We need someone that's 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 on the everyday struggle, mm. just a normal, just a normal guy, normal girl, yeah. yeah. And someone everyone can relate to we have no leaders like the whole the whole um black lives matter protests in in london like, there's no clear message or mm. in london england and all the other countries there's no clear message on what trying to get out of these protests mm. i think um, it's, it's a number of things doing it it's like you want to spread awareness we want people to hear our voices and the more media attention it gets, I guess it, it gets people talking about it more. It gets people thinking, all those people who like have um, maybe racist views or, or lean to racist views, um, you know, maybe they're going to consider, you know, how the, the other side really feels now. 
And I feel like one of the hardest things to do, honestly, is change people's minds. Because if you've, and I was speaking to my friend about this the other day, it's like, if you've come, if you grow up and at this point in your life, you're like mid-20s, what, early 30s, you're, you basically, you've matured completely. Um, and I get that we're always learning as people, but at the same time, it's like these views that you have now are kind of more so set in stone. So if your if your minds aren't changed now on how how to see like people of 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 ethnicities and stuff, and you're still treating them like you know they're they're lower down in society than you, then I don't think it's going to change now. So that's hard yeah. until you have like some kind of real life lesson, like I don't know, maybe maybe something deep happens like and a black man bails you out of trouble and you're like rah like. But it shouldn't take that anyway. It shouldn't take that for you to, for you to change your mind on how you view people. Like everyone should be viewed as equal. Full stop. And that's the that's the that's the thing that I was thinking. Like it doesn't. It shouldn't take George mm. Floyd to right pass away for everyone to start realizing. Oh, like there is there is systematic racism. There is white privilege, and yeah. there is. Pr- his brutality like everyone should have known this from the beginning though and if you yeah. didn't know it you should educate yourself the yeah. last hundred or whatever times it's happened in the last couple of years so exactly exactly yeah. personally i think like subtle racism like blatant in your face racism or stuff like that is not going to change in this generation maybe not even the next but yeah i think it's always yeah, like this kids it's gonna it's gonna like slow down but yeah it's still yeah. like say in america for example mm-hmm. there's segregation ended in what 1960 mm. so then there's people that were that were living in that time that are still alive now that have kids that have grandkids so they've brought up their kids yeah. possibly brought yeah up their kids with that mindset like stay away from these yeah like, yeah they this that and the other mm. and that's not going to change but mm. over the over time, possibly. Yeah, yeah. It's and I think that's because there's protests and riots. Yeah, yeah. But I think the more we push, push the mo the motive, the more that we push, you know, these these ideas, these ways of of changing the way we're living. I feel like you know things will eventually change. Obviously, laws have to be passed and stuff like that in terms of from a police brutality perspective and just equal treatment um, perspective. Like, laws have to be passed and stuff like that. In the workplace, things have to be put in place. Uh, I was talking to one of my managers today about, like, having a diversity committee and discussing things like um, black mentorship and stuff like that within the office. Because I think about, like, you know, I've come from a decent home, but I think about people who come from, like, a disadvantaged home and, like, who have been raised in, in tough environments and if they're mm-hmm. going to like a workplace like mine where it's like and you've seen it where it's like it can be kind of daunting and um Definitely. if you don't if you go in somewhere you don't see faces that look like yeah. you then it's gonna exactly gonna exactly so they they have to have faces which represent you know everyone within society and then and not just like a few token black people or a few token like it has to be you know, across the board, it can't just be bare, like a lot of white people and then a few blacks, a few Asians, you know? So I think about them and I think about how 
you know, how maybe we can make things better for them so that they can come into workplaces and and be comfortable and, and not feel out of place because, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to deal with. But on the other hand, is it like after all of this happens or after all of it blows over, mm. is it going to be like a pity, like a pity job? You know what I mean? Mm. Like they, yeah, yeah. I don't want they, that. They've they posted their black square on Instagram, so they have to hire so and so black people, right, or, or people of 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 color mm. into their into their company mm. just to save face. But like they should have been doing that from the beginning. So. Yeah. Would that make you feel comfortable as a black person? As soon as this is over, mm, mm. you're getting bare interviews. You're getting there's just <laughs> you go to the interview room and there's just bare black people because they want to add to what they have. I mean, in, if I think if I look at it from that angle, I'm thinking more like it's better than nothing. But at the same time, it's yeah, we shouldn't have to be here in the first place. But you know, this is the reality and this is where we're at. But um, I think it's it's we got to take it, we got to take it and we just got to run with it because, you know, they want to give us opportunities now. It's better than giving us no opportunities, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's all, it is all mad. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's good that it, it's good that it's opening people's eyes, mm-hmm. but it's, 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 it's not the best that is taking all of this for people to realize what is yeah. actually going on yeah. yeah like a man really had to lose his life for us to like to really come out and express all of this it's a shame man but you know we are in this position and we just gotta keep on pushing keep on pushing with the momentum i guess what do you think of um john boyega and his take on it and his speech and because i think he's doing a good job of of just standing up and speaking for our people because he could easily just sit in a shell and, and you I'm know, be comfortable that. with, yeah, because he's, he's he's done his thing, like he's he smashed it with his acting and he's made a lot of money and he's he's had sick roles and stuff like that, but um, probably seen as one of the, the biggest prospects in, act, in acting right now, but um, mm-hmm. he stood up and he's, he's voiced his opinion and rightly so, I think. Um, what do you think about it? We need we needed someone. Yeah. Honestly. But it's just it's just a shame that it's gonna affect his career. Mm, it shouldn't. Yeah. Just because it's speaking up about things that he's passionate about or feels. It's mm. that's the, the only mm. bad thing for me. Don't you gotta lose something to gain something. You can't just be scared. Right. But it's all the time. I yeah. say it's all the time I'm playing Monopoly. Scared money don't make no money. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, you know. If you shy away from something, you're not gonna you're not gonna gain nothing. It's true, man. It's true. I'm probably like I I think I'm guilty of that for a lot of my life. Like I've been holding back from doing certain things like investing money in certain things and because mm-hmm. you know like, I, it's not like I make a lot of money. It's like I make what I make and then I want to enjoy. I want to spend on things that I like. I don't want to mm. take a big gamble and invest in what if it doesn't pay off, you know? So mm. I, that, I, I'm guilty of that on a on a big scale, but trying to learn to deal with that better. Yeah, you hold, 
If you hold back, you're not gonna get nowhere. Because imagine if he said, imagine if he, if he said nothing, he would have been in the same position. You never know. Now he's said something. Now he's come out. Yeah. Of it's just, it's just opened everyone's eyes in yeah. a different way. And then he could just be, he could, his career could just go to a completely different level, and mm-hmm. he could be bigger than ever. True. That's it's, what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, with him coming out and speaking so so much. It should actually be more attractive. Like it, like people who, directors, um, people in the film industry should rate him even more for what he's done. Cause that's that's like that takes a lot of heart. That takes a lot of confidence. Takes a lot of courage, um, mm-hmm. to be out there on the front lines and to have your face like all over the media and stuff like that. Like some people don't Especially want that attention. Being such a, being such a such a big person and being such being part of such a big franchise like Star Wars and yeah and all the other things he's done like it's yeah. it is a risk but yeah yeah I'll take them. yeah I'll take it for sure man it's 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 crazy that um even Anthony Joshua is speaking out and then yeah. there's a petition there's mm. a petition for him to <laughs> To get stripped of his knighthood or something like that. It makes sense. Does it make sense? Bro, and you think about the, like, you deep that and you're like, rah, people are really racist as fuck, like, on the next level, bro. And it's the people that be like, nah, I've got black friends. Nah, mate. My (laughs) fucking daughter's sister's mum's mum's cousin is is half black. I've got a problem with him, though. Come on, man. <laughs> they're, they're they're the kind of guys that they're they're actually the racist ones, man. Really and truly, and it's sad because it takes something like this for them to be exposed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like smiling, smiling in their face, and then it takes something like this for you to see, like yeah, 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 what people really like. And have, a you, big have you lost followers? Have you lost followers on Instagram or Twitter from? Yeah, yeah, I lost a few still. But it's actually it's refreshing because if you if you were feeling like that, I'm glad you're gone. Like I'm glad you're you're off my page now because if that's really who you are, then you don't belong to have any. You don't have you don't deserve to have any connection with me like at all. Um, mm-hmm. Had to unfollow some people as well. There's one there's one other guy as well who's posting bare suspect shit, and I'm like, right, like. What do I address it with you or do I just unfollow you? And that's 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 a crossroads that is interesting as well like in in terms of people who have posted shit that are kind of going against this this movement have you like engaged in conversation with them or are you just like you just unfollowed them or blood them i just i just unfollowed them because there's no talking to these people yeah there's literally no talking to these people mm. because uh on facebook the other day after the horses um after people were throwing stuff at horses and the horse and the police officer got knocked off his horse yeah and the horse was running. Oh, the yeah. outrage that was on Facebook over the horse. <laughs> right. Instead of over it's the ridiculous. people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. How can these people be more, more outraged on how you treat a horse? I'm not saying yeah. horses don't deserve to be treated right, but, but yeah. how can you be more outraged on about um, how a horse is being treated compared to a human being that's a different skin tone to you. Exactly, exactly. That that type of stuff just completely baffles me. Yeah. And then 
and then the whole thing about um, the whole thing about the statues of slavers. Yeah, and everyone yeah. is 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 outraged on people defacing and taking down statues of slavers. Like, yeah. can you not see yeah. the the problem? Exactly. So, there's no need for there's no need to engage in these conversations with these people because yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna take a thing. miracle for them to understand. Yeah. How hard is it going to be to to change someone like that's mind? Like it's it's going to be it's an impossible task basically, um, until and that I don't know what kind of enlightenment like they need in order for for them to see it differently. But um, another another post that I saw was going around was like how why is it a debate to end racism? Like why is it so controversial? And it's like. I think more so it is people are, are are more sad or more aggravated by the way some people are going about it. But which like is it but it yeah. doesn't no, like the point is invalid. Yeah, because like right now it's it's by any means, bro. Like really and truly, it's by any means. We in the first place we were slaved as a people, so that already sets us back how many hundred years. So like. And we were never really repaid for all that. We was always just trying to, just trying to come up, just trying to have a slice of the pie. Like it was, it was always led behind. So right now, it's 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 more about just pushing for for change in any way possible. Because you didn't hear us back then. You didn't hear us when we were slaves. You you definitely didn't hear us when like, you know, we didn't want to leave Africa and shit like that. So right now is the time that you got to hear us as we're kind of closer to to each other on a playing field right now is is when you got to got to hear our voices have you watched uh the 13th on netflix nah is that is that the one about mass incarceration mhm mm, nah i've not watched this though cuz so basically they they talk about just oppression and uh incarceration in america yeah so then after after slavery was so-called abolished mm. um there was like a loophole in the 13th amendment to say that um you can only be enslaved if you've committed a crime ah uh, right so then when slavery was over mm. they used that they, they used that loophole to just arrest anyone i mean any black person any african-american or whatever ex-slave to uh, they just arrested them in bulk to do the work because the um the farms and stuff were losing money and the whole economy was going to go down in the south and they used whatever they could if you're just jaywalking smoking whatever just doing anything it could Mm. it could be lies mass incarceration so they could be back as slaves yeah. and when that stops then there's segregation Jim, Jim Crow laws and and whatever and then even after that it's still not it's still not normal or or it's integrated as it as as yeah as bro that's fucked that's fucked that's 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 one one thing that I want to enlighten myself more on it and learn more about is is how the system is really you know set 
setting African Americans up for failure. Um, yeah, they were the, they were denying um, African Americans um, mortgages and yeah, rights to for that. houses yeah, with the redlining. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked, bro. Like how, bro? Like how do you expect the people to to come up? Like how how on earth? Do you expect them to to live like normal civilians? If you're putting them in these terrible areas and you're denying them of so much, like cages, no, they're cages basically. Yeah, no access to like good resources, bad schooling. Like, what do you expect mm-hmm. of the people? Like, only a, a very tiny percentage of them are gonna come out and and be the the you know good successful civilians that they're supposed to be. But because you've you've set them behind and you've already put up so many barriers and obstacles for them to overcome, like they're already fucked, bro. But and it's and it's not even just America. Yes, it's, it's yeah. really not just America. Yeah, it's not, man. I was I was trying to do a bit more research into into slavery in in England and and Akala's been speaking. Well, I think these are old yeah, interviews, but. Yeah, he's You're following live. Huh? We're going live live on Instagram at nine. We missed Snapchat. Ah, yeah. Yeah, bro. He's full of knowledge, man. I don't know how a man can can retain all that knowledge in his head, man. It's next level. That's the type of leader that, that the UK true. needs, I think. True, true, true. Very true. It's like all these celebrities can say something. Mm. But the type of leader we need is a knowledgeable right one just like Akala. Yeah. And someone who has he he's like us, like he, he he has been through very similar things which we've been through. He's he embodies all that, you know, we stand for and all that we're pushing for. So that's the kind of guy that, that we need to speak up at this time, bro. Yeah. But on a lighter note, we've um, we mentioned there was that article in it that we um, that we we saw Fraser Franks talking about um, money in football and and keeping up appearances and what it's what it's like to kind of fit in as a footballer. But for me, it was like I get it, like I, I can totally understand. Like where footballers are, com- are coming from with with why they do what they do, most of them anyway. Um, nah, there's, it's, there's about ninety percent, ninety percent do it. Yeah, but for me, it's it's never really, and maybe because we we took that move and went to America, and that took us away from from all of the the hype around like looking a certain type of way and and you know, having flashy things and going on these holidays to Dubai and shit like that. Like, yeah, it's a, it's appealing and it looks good, but like, you got to know yourself and you got to know, you know, where you're at. You know, there's a time for everything, I think. Um, I don't... It's, I don't, it's, it's like people rush it. Like, it's like, it's like these footballers rush it. And yeah. like, I'm not going to sit here and pass the blame on, on everyone else or other people, but yeah. I've fallen into yeah. it as well, where you yeah. just wanna you wanna look like a footballer, like you've been in that environment. Yeah. You don't want people to think you fell off. True. True. So, so you're like, yeah, man's got a man's got a <laughs> drip today. 
got I got to do design, I've got to do off white, and <laughs> you fall into it. But it's just, yeah, it's just not the, it's not the right thing. And yeah, it's always the, it's always the the twenty threes or under twenty ones when we were there, and mm. and um, the lower league players that just really try to yeah put up a front basically. Yeah, I remember from from scholar days there was. There was a few of us, obviously, who who really cared about, uh, you know, dressing up and and looking good and all that. But there was there was a couple of kids, like who just weren't on it. I remember one guy called Ben Grant, who was just like, bro, so humble. Like he wasn't asked about clothing. But my man, he decided he was gonna do his A levels um, instead of of doing the scholar program. Like he was gonna do like half. So he was, he was gonna train like with us twice a week. Or twice or three times a week and then he was going to do his A-levels and then play games on a weekend and he wouldn't get paid so already he was on that like he wasn't he loved the game but he wasn't on that kind of same as everything yeah football is everything kind of thing he still wanted to get his his A-levels and have like a good good level of education behind him before um before he kind of took off and and did whatever he he dived into after scholar scholar time mm. So, and I kind of admired it because it's like from early he wasn't on that and it stuck with him now. But I think it's it's also your personality too and, and the things that you do care about and the things. It's easy to jump on on the bandwagon and say like, on oh, the he's, wave. yeah, like he's doing drip. Oh, he's got them crepes. Oh, I've got to get someone. And you can fall into it. It's, it's, it's a trap, really. Um, and before you know it, like like he was saying in the article, like you're buying a car that you can't really afford, and <laughs> you're trying to pay it off. Like, and, yeah, I was having this conversation with my dad as well the other uh, when when I saw the article. Yeah, and it's like like you have or people will have the money to buy the car yeah. outright. Yeah, but they'll lease it because I mean you can't be driving a. 2015 Range Rover when it's 2020 and there's a new camera, <laughs> LED lights like it's it's crazy that that's the that's the kind of yeah facade you have to put up for people to actually take you ser- not take you serious but like for people to rate you yeah but it's even when we were scholars yeah it was like if you're not on this you're a waste man <laughs> you know, like like you're like what like what's he doing like why is he wearing this why is he wearing why is he wearing boot cuts? That's oh, true. That's true. His his crepes are, are mad, mad dirty. Like it's, yeah. it's, and that's just the way. Not even just in football. That's just the way life is. Like everyone is, yeah, keeping up appearances for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something special. There's no is... real like sense of individuality like in football. Like if you're if you're a bit of a an odd one, or if you if you just like different shit that not everyone else likes, like. I don't know, like you, you, I don't know, like you like to do like weird shit. For example, if if everyone's on like going to the club and like, um, if someone who's just really not on that kind of lifestyle, you're kind of you're you're questioning them. Yeah, you're questioning. What's what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's that's mainly the keepers, though. Do you not think? Yeah, yeah, keep <laughs> keepers. You when, you, when you're in that environment and you, the keepers are completely different. Yeah, to, true. Uh, to outfield players and you're looking at them like what's wrong with you but really and truly they're just yeah they're ahead just a, of the game it, i think in my opinion they're ahead of the game 
Yeah, they, they actually are. Like, they're individuals. They don't just follow the crowd. They do their own thing. And, yeah, that they appreciate themselves within each other. Like, wherever you go, there's a little keepers union, isn't it? Like, because yep. they, they are eat. different. Yeah. But I feel like we we don't do a good job as, as athletes, um, sp- specifically as footballers, uh, of making people who like different shit like feel yeah accepted like just because they're on some different type of time doesn't mean that (laughs) they're not cool people to interact with and and you can you can like spoil you can make a person feel really really uncomfortable if if like they're not in the same shit as you Mm -hmm. but it's 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 a thing that that you grow out of i think because yeah definitely personally yeah i like it Back then, it was never drip, drip, but it was like the way you dress. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. really and truly, none of us were wearing designer, like, yeah. like going into training and yeah, as yeah. a scholar as well. Yeah, no one has the money for that. But yeah, like I was all about. Oh, I have to wear this. I have to have this every week. Every week when I get paid, yeah, we go into Zara. <laughs> go to Zara. See what's new in Zara. <laughs> buy it the same day the same day and like you have to keep up appearances if you're wearing like even small shit that is that is accepted now back then mm. bro, like you can never wear boot cuts, can never <laughs> boot cuts. imagine walking into training with boot cuts you never can you'll get grilled they would they would rip up your boot cuts they would put it in water <laughs> like it's crazy that that is accepted and then Especially, I think now it's worse because that's just the way the whole, like our generation and the younger generation, that's how everyone is set up. Like if you don't yeah. have yeah. certain things, then you're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. deemed to be inferior to everyone else. Exactly. Say, exactly. say if you post a pic in H&M bottoms, <laughs> H&M top, mm. Vans, mm. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna get as many likes as if you're wearing off white top hairy <laughs> jeans and and lubes or or balances on your feet. That it's it's just the way that the it's the way that the society is now. Yeah, 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 definitely. And and I think football culture or yeah. that culture in football has 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 a big impact on that because everyone wants to look like they're a footballer. Yeah, even that's if true. Even if you're, even if you're Sunday League, you still want to be. You can say you're a footballer, but you still want to look like one. Mm, mm. So them are just just trying to force it, like by any means, like they want. The they'll, they'll spend their whole their whole check, their whole mm. paycheck mm. on on drip just to be a footballer. Mm. <laughs> you can't put, you can't pull up to the changing room. I mean, pull up to the training ground with, with uh, 06 plate uh, Astra. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way you can pull up with that. <laughs> but you think about the whole the whole concept of it, and it's like it's it's all about affordability and and just knowing your knowing your place. Your yeah, living within your means, knowing your place. Like certain characters. They're just they're just not on that. Like um certain certain man, they know that, you know, I'm a young boy, 
maybe I've I've just come into the first team. I'm not trying to make too much noise. So I'm gonna stay humble and 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 do my little golf thing or my little polo, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But certain men want to make noise and and like I get it. I get that you've worked hard for this and you wanna spoil yourself and you wanna treat yourself. But like I said before, there's always a time and a place, man. And I feel like leaving the game or not. Yeah, leaving the game has has you know brought me a, a new lease of life with how I see those kind of things. And I'm like, for me, I don't I don't really do all the designer drip and stuff like that. Like I, it mm-hmm. it matters it matters more to well when it comes to dressing, it matters more like how you put it together. Um, but in terms of, of like yeah, living within my means and stuff, you know, there's there's gonna be a time when I'm gonna want to buy you know a big purchase but right right now is not the time and you know you you, you just got to grow into it and feel it out and like I said these things these things they take time and and you got to know when it's when it's right to do certain stuff and but also you need that kind of guidance in it I feel like some people don't have that guidance maybe from their parents or they, they don't have an agent or and I saw a guy who even did, if even the even like your group, like, if say if your group is saying, "Fam, yeah, fam, you're on, like, you're on a bag a week, you're on a yeah. thousand a week." So like, that's you pressure. Can go, let's go selfridges. Let's go selfridges. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But go on. What were you saying? Um, there's a guy who he's doing like financial advising now, Kieran Bywater. Um, mm-hmm. I know he he went out to America. He used to play for West Ham, I think. Yeah, West Ham. And then he went out to America. There was a whole documentary actually on on BT Sport about like his journey and stuff. Um, mm. I can't remember what uni he went to. It was was it? I think it was a D two, but he was doing well as a, a D two player. Like, um, I think he was about to go pro in America, but then something something happened. I think he, I think they found like they found out that he was a pro for a year at, at West Ham or something like that, something along those lines, and then. Um, he didn't manage to go pro out there, so now he's doing this financial advising thing. Um, mm. I think that that's there's a kind of um, support systems which players really need because, bro, you know, if you're exposed to so much money at an early age, you're not going to to spend it. Yeah, and you're going to fall off, and it's very easy to just to just get distracted with all the things and the flashiness and you know all that it can it can bring. But it's, it's important to stay humble, and and when you have that guidance in place to to help you um, spend smarter, then you're more likely. It's those little one two percent in it. You're more likely mm-hmm. to have a successful career. I think it can it can help definitely. I guess it, it is it is hard to fall out of that mentality though. Yeah, you have to you have to literally come out of that situation or 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 something drastic happened to you to realize mm. like i don't need, i don't need to spend this money to to impress people like i don't i don't need to drive the newest mercedes or the newest range to for people to actually think i'm a footballer if you're doing if you're doing what you should be doing on the pitch facts that's facts. all that matters surely facts big but facts bro. it's definitely it's definitely Instagram and social media that have have uh, given people this 
this idea that if you're not wearing mm. the latest, the latest drip, if you're not wearing the designers, and if you're not driving the best car, mm. the, like the fastest car, the nicest, newest car, mm. then you're not doing well, which yeah. is which is completely wrong. Yeah, definitely. Completely. There's more to life than that as well. There's more to enjoy than that. Yeah, facts, but there's, there's so much more. There's more to life than going Marbella or Ibiza <laughs> and, and all of them things. You're not even going to have fun. <laughs> exactly, brother. Exactly. We we get we get um kind of caught up in, in the idea of fun and people make it seem like this is what fun is and, and you already bring your mind to think that, okay, this is what fun is, so this is what I'm going to do. But rather than thinking about what is fun for everyone else think about what may be fun for you like you as an individual like what is really going to make you happy like is it going to like i don't know a weird country like czech republic or something and well, japan or see yeah. something you ever see on a normal basis but... exactly like experiencing culture somewhere totally different and just taking in the sights and but until you bring your mind to them kind of things and you have maybe discuss these kind of things with somebody. It's all about knowing yourself as well, isn't it? Like some people truly don't know themselves. They they just you know go with where everyone else is on. But I've 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 definitely like strayed away from that like so much. But then, do you not think if we were if we were in that life longer? Yeah. Say if we say yeah. if we were pros and. Yeah. And we didn't go to America. Do you not think that we would have fell into that? As yeah. Well? Yeah, I think we, we probably would have. Because you think about it, bro. Like, they're in training every day with those people. And, mm-hmm. like, those conversations are being had on a daily basis. Um, that's that's all they know. Like, they, they finish training and they come home. And, you know, they're either on their ones or they're with their family and they're with their friends. And then it's go again to them same mm-hmm. conversations and same ideas of fun and same ideas of drip and same ideas of of what life is supposed to be but we totally we just got away from that like all of this it. it was a completely different yeah. environment like completely. we could go to class we could go to class in a t-shirt short <laughs> socks and sliders yeah exactly. messy. like and i think that woke me personally that woke me up to mm. To just be my own person, but I still try to keep the the English and and footballer in me. To I don't know who I was trying to impress, but like just to yeah, just for myself basically. Yeah, there's no there's no fun in being being a follower or following the crowd. You just yeah. be yourself, and you'll everyone will be more content on there. Yeah, that, that's facts. Definitely, bro. Do you feel like like going to America and and living that, that way of life, when you came back home, did you feel, like, when you came back home for good, did you feel somewhat out of place, like you missed something, or, like, or did you just feel like you slotted right back in? No, because, like, I never, I never sold out. I never sold my soul to the mm. Americans, because... No matter how much you try and change and no matter how much you try and like dull down how English you are, yeah. you're still you're still different to them. Yeah. You still don't talk the same. You yeah. may have like picked up 
picked up this and that from them, but we, we we're still not the same as them. Yeah. So me, I tried to keep I tried to keep as as English as possible, mm-hmm. but, but but still try and not dumb myself down, but like just bring it down a notch or two to try and adapt to their culture. Yeah. No, but, I get that. But do you think do you think it changed you? Um slightly. I don't think I don't feel like I sold out. I feel like I kind of You really adapted the American culture though. You love it though. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was like I had to do a lot of I'd say like I don't want to say soul searching because that just sounds like mad like deep, but it was more like just finding myself and finding what I like and and I feel like you know when I was growing up and stuff, I was always you know towed the line with like my parents and what they said, and it was like I listened to my parents bear and I was the obedient kid, never really went against the grain, but then yeah, I went over there. And it was like, I'm free now. I can make decisions for myself. And like, I was realizing there's certain shit that, you know, when I was growing up, I was like, right, listen to my dad here. Like, my dad and my mom, like, they're going to be wrong sometimes too. Like, I've got to make certain decisions for myself that, you know, for my happiness. And that's when I said, like, that that last year was was very hard because I'd, I'd gone along with a lot of the things that they were saying in terms of, like, staying at, staying at LR and just just bare different things in terms of of you know just following a, a certain structure and then like when I realized that this shit like isn't gonna last forever in terms of like making decisions and and needing their input to make decisions like I really gotta do for me what makes me happy and and I feel like you know just even things like going to church sometimes I realized a lot about like my religion and my faith and and what it means to me. Still, like obviously, that's not that's not set in stone in terms of what I believe in and stuff. Like I'm still gonna, it's it's all a journey in it. Like I'm still mm-hmm. gonna learn more stuff on that. But um, just in terms of of what I believe in and and how I see myself and and my place in this world, like a lot of that changed just from going to America and. And I did like some parts of the culture, but I really disliked some parts of the culture as well. But um, it, it was that freeness which I think I needed. And now that I'm back, it's like, yeah, um, I can make a lot of decisions for myself without without having to, to be guided here or guided there. And really, I couldn't give a fuck what a lot of people think anymore. I, I think I was a bit concerned about That's what people... Yeah. What That's people, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a, it's a. We we were in a completely different environment to what we were ever used to, or yeah. anyone would ever put yeah. themselves. So, what we were doing compared to what our peers were doing at the time, say mm-hmm. people we played with or friends, was completely different. So we have to, you have to adapt and build our own identities to who we wanted to be as people yeah. going forward, because. Yeah. What our friends from school were in uni in England or working or whatever, so their their uni experience would have been completely different to yeah. our uni yeah. experience. Facts. And and the ones working would have been making money when we're like not allowed to or whatever. Yeah, and it's difficult. Yeah. And then our football peers that we left from scholar days, they're they're doing their pro contracts and 
and whatever, and their football life is completely different to our football life. Yeah, fact, so yeah. it's a, it's a, it was a definite wake up call to to find who we were. Yeah, and for me, definitely the way like the way I came back, I didn't like not in a bad way, but like I didn't care about anything. Like I, I didn't care about Instagram. I didn't care about yeah, like, like football, where being where everyone else is. Like it's, and it's really, it's really made me mature more as well because. Like, how often do you get that wake-up call? Definitely, bro. How yeah. often do you get Definitely. I've, I feel like in terms of finding myself and and really appreciating, like, who I am, America, like, gave that to me. But you, we, we had to do the work. Obviously, we had to do the work to get that because, you know, you can go over there and you can get lost as well. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't realise, like, bro, we went from from 17 to how many miles five whatever whatever the distance is we went so far yeah thousands of miles bro away from home and like it was a totally different like environment to what we were used to but you know we managed to find our way somehow like we adapted and um finished it off but when when you came back were you like what were your ideas about, you know, football and where you wanted to go and, and how you wanted to go about it? Well, like from when we from from the from from the start when we started the American journey or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone was thinking, Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go America then go MLS. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then you come to your last year and you're like, Oh, this is just so unrealistic. <laughs> It's like that system is so is built against people that are, aren't in D1 schools. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not that big of a deal if I'm honest. And then I came home and I was just like, I have to start fresh because scholar days were were four years ago. Mm. Like that, like I can't still live off. I can't still live off that four years ago. And people mm-hmm. just take me seriously like that. No one, no one cares. The the amount of changes that have happened in that four years in football is oh well ridiculous. So true, true. I just I just said all right. I'm just gonna um just do this on my own. See what I can do. Send out emails to non-league clubs. Didn't even bother going pro like to pro clubs because like, they're not they're not interested if. If, yeah, yeah. if CV is not not what it should be, mm. and then yeah, just emailed clubs and I just just did what I could in it. Just played played like I was like I was no one. I yeah, am no yeah. one. I'm not saying I am someone. Yeah, but I am no one. I played like like I have nothing to lose, which I didn't have anything to lose. Yeah, but, but that that really made me love the game again. Really, leaving leaving like when I left. England like four or five years ago to go to America yeah that made me I hated I hated the game I'm not even gonna lie I hate when, when you first got to LA like you hated it you hated I the hate, game I hated football I hated it hated the life hated it all but after, over that time just made me enjoy it again I don't know what it was yeah. there was less pressure I was more yeah enjoyable there's not it's not all it's not all just football so yeah. it made me enjoy it more 
yeah. to now where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to, I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to go training. And before, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was just like, nah, this is not it. But, yeah, bro, that that feeling when you get when you're training with your with your boys and like it's a good session and it's popping and it's uh, the passes feeling. are crisp and bro, that's that's a feeling that is fucking irreplaceable, man. Like you can't replicate that. That's it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, and especially because because America because in America, especially our first year, mm. we just like together twenty four seven go training, mm. go training, yeah. chill, do whatever. Yeah, all together it just it just made it so enjoyable. Yeah, there's nothing that you can dislike, even exactly. if it's not the way, There's nothing you can dislike. Yeah, man, it's true, man. It's facts. So when when you came back and and. You started playing for the team you joined um, from when you when you finished. Uh, was it like very very enjoyable still, or was it like um, because lower league? I know it. I know it's it's very tough physically and and it's it's tough mentally as well. So was it like rah like these men are like trying to break my legs and how was oh, that? You know what? It's not even like that. You know. Yeah. It's honestly, when you think of non-league, I'm sure everyone thinks of, like it's just <laughs> bare builders and, and everyone's just flying in tackles. Crunching and tackles. And just shit. long ball, just pure long ball. But but no, the first our first team was, it was it is what it is, isn't it? That was a learning curve, basically. Yeah. That, but that even in that, even in that league, no one, no one cares about you, really. Why, why, why so a learning curve? Like what was... Because, because I personally I wasn't ready. Like we, I've been playing for, uh, in America for four years, and it's not men's football. Like we're yeah. playing against like people that are older than us. Yeah, it's still not men's football. Like, like they're not men. Yeah, they're just they're just older boys in in uni. So that in itself was was different. And yeah. then going from going from training every day for the last however long of my life, six years, mm-hmm. to then to then training twice a week and then playing the game on Saturday it was was just was just mad to me. But mm. it took it took a while for me to get used to and then and then it just started clicking. But yeah. It's a I, like I don't regret it. I I love I love non league. I love I love where I'm at right now. And yeah. I can't complain. Like everything everything happens for a reason. Facts, bro. And even in terms of, shit. eh? Even the small shit, everything happens for a reason. Coming back. When are you coming back? Soon come, man. This, this <laughs> Rona kind of got in the way still. Like, I was thinking, like, when I'm I'm back in London, go for a few, um, go for a few trials or speak to speak to my boy's dad, who's got a few links. But the, mm. the, the teams that he's he's got links are like I think Essex way in. That's kind of far from where I was staying, so I'm just gonna do a bit more research in terms of like which teams are, because I'm actually moving out of South. I'm gonna try and I don't know where I'm gonna move to yet, but um, we're not come, back come, yet. Come these sides, bro. Come these sides. North, yeah. Come these northwest. Come. I right, say nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna look northwest. Come. Yeah. So hopefully I'll find a team around there. It's not too far. Good little facility. Um, cause I need it, man. Like this, like work work stuff is okay, but it, it doesn't doesn't give you that same feeling of of football, man. Fo- that 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 feeling of 
enjoying football is one that can never ever be replaced. Nothing, nothing can compare to that. Nothing. When this is all over. Yeah. When this is all over, inshallah. Inshallah, fam. Inshallah. We're coping. For sure. But yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been the All In All Out podcast, episode one. If it was a bit rocky, we apologize. First try and that. Come on. But yeah, stay tuned. More to come. Definitely more to come. It's, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed this one. Mm, it's gonna keep growing. It's gonna keep getting better. So keep your ears out, people. Matters. Beat gets fun, no manners. Got your man copying my mannerisms. Got a next beat toss like salad. Come on, don't rep house. Got no banners. Never do my bros at Stannis.